This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China is your guide to dating in China. From love to lust, first dates to worst dates, hilarious stories, top tips, and relationship advice. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Welcome back, China daters. We are here with another episode of Date Night China Season Two. It is me and Nathan today as your hosts. How are you doing, Nathan? Very well. It's one of those classic things about Beijing life where I've just stretched myself a little bit too far, and I'm just a little bit strung out. I think it's been a busy week, actually. Yeah. By busy, I mean we've been out like several nights this week drinking, Work, drinking, Work, well, working, interviewing you, guests. Yes. Yes. Pre pre interviews yes. and and doing research and writing blogs and sorting out events. <laughs> It's been a busy time. All for you, listeners. So stop being ungrateful. <laughs> well, we're really excited about this episode. This topic is going to be about interracial and intercultural dating in China. And joining us this week is Mark. How you doing, Mark? Hiya. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, my throat. Jesus Christ. What an introduction. <laughs> that was good. Take take I two. Take two. Throat. <laughs> take two. Take <laughs> two. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> I am good. I am well. Right. I thought you were gonna. I, oh, I thought you were gonna overcompensate them by going like really deep. You know. No. Like, uh, no. Hey. I think I think I have an okay range. I, d- I don't think anyone will be repelled or repulsed by my voice. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Mm. We'll wait for the comments. We'll wait for the comments. Yes. <laughs> Is that a drag queen? No. <laughs> no, you sound great. We're really happy to have you on tonight to Thank talk you about for this. Me. Can you tell our China daters just your quick little China elevator speech? You know the thing that we always ask people we meet: Where are you from? How long have you been in China? How did you end up here? And tell us your current like relationship, uh, dating life right now. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm from Kenya. I've been here about three years. I initially came here as a student, but I'm currently working as an editor to magazine. And the reason why I came to China was because of my relationship. It was an interracial, intercultural relationship that was also long distance. And my partner and I decided to move to a third country just because there were other issues at play. So we came to China for the sake of our relationship. Um. My current status, however, is I am separated. <laughs> so there is that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that is that more of an elevator or a downer? No, no, it's okay. It's, it's honest and it's real. And actually, I'm really yeah. excited to kind of get into some of these things about that and your experiences here. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break, grab a drink. Oh, guys, we have the bullshit buzzer. Oh yeah. With us today. And Let's get it right up to the mic, so let me just uh, go on, Mark, give it a go. It's apparently right next to me because these two are shy talkers. <laughs> there we go. It's, 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 it, was so, it was almost like a, a fourth host in season one, and this season, we just saw, it's just we've been a little bit absent-minded with it. We've just, we've, after the episode, we were like, we didn't have the bullshit buzzer. But. <laughs> I want to say it's because we say less things that require it we don't You'd speak think. we don't speak as much bullshit but that would that You'd would think be that bullshit. would that would be bullshit yeah so yeah. we just forgot about it no we edit more so we edit the bullshit out so we sound more succinct <laughs> okay guys grab another drink and we'll catch you after the break
Do you organize amazing events? Wouldn't it be nice if you had help with promoting your event? Day Night China is here to help with our new certified logo. If you feel your event is perfect for singles to mingle or couples to add something extra to their date night, we will advertise your event to our followers and share it with our community. To find out more, simply get in touch with our Date Night China admin on WeChat. Find Rachel at RachelWise22. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-W-E-I-S-S-22. Or Nathan at Nathan Williams. So when you're in China, it's very common, I think, for lots of people to find intercultural dating experiences and interracial experiences. But being in China also adds this like, extra layer of being in a different country away from your home country if you're an expat. Um, and I'm sure lots of people have their own experiences and stories dating people from different races, different backgrounds, different cultural experiences. Um, and I'm really just excited to talk to you, Mark, about your experiences. So can you tell us a little bit about that, just intercultural dating in general in Beijing? Well, um... I will say that I stand at, at, at a certain disadvantage because I came here already in a relationship. And my, re my intercultural relationship and interracial relationship was formed under completely different circumstances. So we were talking, we're talking about a European-African context. But when we came to Beijing, it was completely removed from any other thing that we had ever seen before because... Um, for, for instance, I have before this current relationship that I'm talking about, I had been in other interracial, intercultural relationships, but those were in my home country where I was the local that was dating the foreigner. Um, and that was completely different from um, the situation here where I would find people asking me a lot, well, how did you guys meet? Because people's reaction would be, it is very rare to see black and white together in Beijing. Oftentimes you see white and Chinese or black and Chinese or um, other combinations, if there are any, but rarely do you see black and white, especially if they have just met in Beijing. So in that way, I suppose my partner and I were an oddity of sorts, especially given that we came here together. Um, so was that, was that, um, was it, a big surprise because having previous experience in uh, um, um, pre previous experience before coming to China, were you, were you thinking, I'm ready, we're ready, we can handle this, I know what to expect, and then you side, you know, like there's a curveball thrown at you with uh, a completely different reaction to it over here. Was that like, how, how did you feel? Oh about my that? god, yes. <laughs> um, so I think. Just, you know, cutting to the quick, I think my biggest surprise was the reaction from the black community here in, in Beijing um, to my relationship with a white man or a European. Um, it wasn't as supportive as I expected it to be. And it wasn't as understanding as I expected it to be. It was very coated in loaded racial terms. And there were actually situations where my partner would be called a racist um, he would be called he would be told that he he is not an ally of black people i remember once someone actually told him um just because 
he is dating a black person doesn't mean that he will ever come close to understanding my experiences in this world as a black person. Now, um, all of this caught us quite aback because something that we have to keep in mind is I come from a country that's essentially 90, 95% black. So I am used to being the majority in my country. He's used to being the majority in his country. So the way we approached each other was not on a racial basis so much as it was a national, um, a, um, national citizenship basis where we were relating as two people from two different countries, if that makes any sense. Um, it wasn't so much um, he was looking at me thinking, oh, he's, he's um, a black person. It wasn't that, that broad definition of a human being. And I wasn't looking at him going, oh, he's white. For, for me, it was he was an Irishman and there are certain peculiarities with Irish people. Some of them gel with me as a Kenyan, some of them don't. <clears throat> but when we suddenly came here, that international um, blanket view of race was suddenly ev the only filter through which people could see us. And I found that people were very unwilling to hear that we had any sort of commonalities or any sorts of similarities or similar experiences because in their minds by virtue of us being com two completely different races we were essentially from two completely different worlds um and that was very very difficult to surmount do you find like that people accepted certain you know like you said you don't often see black and white here but mm -hmm. others like you know chinese and white do you feel like maybe in China people like are more used to seeing that so they accept it more easily or they're like oh I can understand that but the uh, no black and white are like your your countries that you're from that's way too different how does that work is it kind of like that I think I think it would make sense that if you were to see interracial couples here it would predominantly be Chinese and something else because essentially they're the majority here and the assumption is or at least my assumption is when we come to China we come to experience something completely different so we're t possibly going out with completely different people and open to new types of relationships with new types of people um however i think and this is just my two cents i think the reaction to my relationship was very much dominated by i feel prevailing global conversations around race and white privilege and the place of black people in society and the reasons why um, black people decide to date outside of their race and decide to date white people um, and all of that. Um, but it does not really take into account if you are black and African from a country in which you are the majority and these these conversations about race and around race do not really happen. Um, it doesn't take that into account. So I feel that was maybe part of my learning curve about relationships and dating in China, because everything seems to pretty much be seen through that lens when it comes to interracial relationships. It seems that um, there is a hierarchy of races and depending on who you end up with, it will be judged a certain way or it will be more accepted or not. So 
when you'd fully grasped that was happening and that's how your relationship was being perceived, was there any onus on, was it a, a shared um, stressor that you both took or did you feel like you had to take the lead? How did your ex-partner feel about it? Was it, yeah, was it like a shared 50-50 thing or did you feel like I need to uh, take the lead and combat this or, or defend you know, who I'm with and, and who I love? I felt like I needed to take the lead, but at the same time, given that I'd never experienced anything like this before, it was as new to me as it was to him. These, again, these are not conversations that we have ever grown up talking about. These are not situations that we have ever been around. Coming from Kenya, we know that there's this vague idea of um, racism and um, how the world is dichotomized but like from for example for me back home we have issues of class and we have issues of wealth those are things that i can deal with um but in that situation where your partner by virtue of being a certain race has been essentially disqualified from having any form of conversation is already a bad start because no matter how much you would want to engage and um talk about his own experiences um, dating possibly a black person and the things that he knows about um, certain black struggles and, and the history of the world and how that has shaped certain experiences that we have today, he was not allowed to have an opinion because we, we came to understand very quickly that it was a closed space and only certain people were allowed to make certain comments or only certain people were allowed to make certain... Um, observations and share them and they would be more valid and most times more, more times than not it would be my um experiences that would be taken into into consideration which i i did not like like necessarily because it put me in the position of someone who had been automatically subjugated by virtue of being in a relationship with a white person it was it was dehumanizing for the both of us but in, in a sense that um, he was disqualified and, and, and negated for by virtue of him being white. And some people felt that I needed extra protection because I was black. But nobody really tried to understand the nitty gritty of this relationship. Yeah, there wasn't actually anybody coming forward with um, this is how it could work, Mark, or, you know, I see, see that you're two together, we support it, and, and just look out for these things, and, and this is how you move forward. There was nothing like that. It was all just, no. it's not going to work. No, exactly. Or it should not work. Yeah. I actually have an, an, something towards that. Um, an American friend of mine, I, I recently told an American friend of mine, he's now in the States, that I am no longer together with my now ex-partner. And his response to that was, go and get your black love. It was very particular. Wow. It wasn't go and get your love or I hope, I hope you um, heal and, you know, I hope that the next person or whatever it is, or I hope you guys can work it out, whatever it is. He basically went straight for it and said, go and get your black love. Did that bring up all the old feelings? Did you expect it or did that bring up a lot of feelings when you initially came over to China? Was it like, oh, it's still there. It doesn't matter what stage of the relationship I'm in, it's still there. It, it, brought, it brought everything back because I, I can remember situations where like um, 
I was super excited to make um, friends here and I was super excited especially to make black friends from all over the world and I would bring my partner along to some of the gatherings and later on he would tell me about some of the conversations that he'd had with people there and how they had treated him and it, it just wouldn't compute because you know again coming from a certain type of place a certain world you don't treat people a certain way we don't see white people and think well i'm not going to have a conversation with you because you're white we might say i will need to understand a couple of things from you because you're not from my country not because you're not from my you're not of my race it's because you're not from my country that's that's the big difference between the two of us um but you know he would be close out of circles he would like there were times when he would ask direct questions to certain people in the in the in the group and the answers would be given to me oh and i remember being there and thinking i don't know how this can happen i don't know why anyone thinks this is okay and at the same time because i knew he felt very slighted i knew that he felt very hurt I, at the same time, did not know how to have these conversations with these people that I had also grown to like, you know, because it's a very conflicting situation where they treat you wonderfully. And then when it comes to your boyfriend, you know, I I come from a world or at least, yeah, I do come from a world where if I introduce someone as my boyfriend, then you treat me, you treat him as well as you treat me. Sometimes they even end up treating him better. <laughs> and all of a sudden you are, you know... Like, wait a second. Yeah, I, I yeah. I him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you are not going to be making friends with him behind my back. But that didn't happen, you know. Um, and I just couldn't find the words to have this conversation. I did not even know how to approach it because I didn't know... Um, would it be, would it be seen as, oh, you have, you are now, um, there's certain (laughs) terms I'm not even going to use because they're just horrible, but you essentially see yourself as part of his group now. That's why you're standing up for him. Whereas in my mind, fighting his battles and he's obviously come to you and complained. And and so now you're coming to, yeah. Whereas in my mind, I think it's just common human decency if someone is having conversation with you just speak to them you know if if the reverse were done to you you'd hit the roof why do you think it's okay to do that to someone else by virtue of the fact that they are not your race it's ridiculous you know wow i imagine that must have been just difficult especially coming here not having that a way before that you ever encountered that kind of situation and just navigating that with your relationship with your partner it was because um my my partner and I had this thing where we shared everything. And one of the things, even when we were we were doing the long distance thing and he would come to visit me, he quickly became a part of my friend group in Kenya, which was diverse in itself, but even just my Kenyan friends really, really liked him. They met him, they you know, and they, they, they struck out whatever sorts of relationships they did, but mainly they were on friendly terms if you understand what i mean so when i we came into this country it was just the two of us and both of us were forming our own circles and meeting new people and going oh look this is an interesting avenue um with which to 
um, explore Beijing and Beijing life. And I was super excited to introduce him to all of these other interesting people that I'd met. And he was also very excited to meet these people because, you know, when you're in a relationship, you think if my partner likes these people, surely there must be something there. And I also want to at the very least know them or be a part of this thing. And because of that reaction, I was put in a very weird situation where I was, I had to decide, do I ultimately cut off all of these people for the sake of my relationship? Or do I keep the two of them separately? Do I keep the two of them separate? Um, wow. And that's such a difficult like, thing. Is. You hope you never have to like, exactly. because you, you know, you want to have exactly. your partner and on all those friendships and amazing Precisely. connections. But but, so, like, for example, on a, on a night out, it would have been, it, it would be, naturally, it would be me, my partner, and my friends. But now it became, oh, my goodness, <laughs> remembering stories. I remember one time, again, with this group, um, the same friend who told me, go get your black love, um, because I brought my partner to the, to the previous event, or the previous gathering that we'd had, he texted me and told me, um, yeah, this time it's only just us, no boyfriends allowed. And I was like, that's fine. And then I showed up. Did everybody else have like partners? Three of them there? had their partners and no. their partners happened to be Chinese. So I was very confused. Oh my god. I have still never been able to figure that out. Well, generally, that's think, awful because it's like if it's a blanket, like okay, nobody else is bringing their partner. Great. I mean, after but, that, I pretty much understood. Or was it like confusing? Like, oh, you're like, well, they're no, it was. Okay. It was very much no bringing your boyfriend. Yeah. Because that's what oh, it automatically awful. meant. Because if everyone else's boyfriend or partner of some kind joined, um, but mine wasn't allowed to come. I Why think I think this warrants this for the first time in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're not done. I'll do it for yeah, you. That's yeah. bullshit. But yeah. like, just generally, I mean, this is a general. There's a people thing. Anybody that gives you any ultimatums are generally not good people. You know. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, you know, it's either this or this. It's it's him or her or it's us or him or or whatever. It's like mm, you you wouldn't be doing that with anybody that you no, truly value no, their happiness. Wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. But I also think it's just the comfort with which people do that and on account of other people's race races. I think that is what makes me very uncomfortable. I would completely understand if they said, we've met him and as a person, I don't think he gels with us. But it was that he wasn't even given that chance. Right. It's the fact that they didn't even try to get to know him, yes. give him a chance to speak yes. or acknowledge him asking a question. Yes. They didn't treat him like even as a human. So yes. like you're like you didn't even try. Yes. If you so, gave him a chance and tried, and you were like, eh, he's an asshole. You know, like exactly that. I would have completely <laughs> like, understood. Okay, like, fair enough. Well, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I completely understand that. I mean, obviously, not everyone is meant to like you, but if there is a blanket moratorium on someone just because of their race, I, it, it sits very uncomfortably with me. It doesn't sit, it doesn't oh, sit I, right I, with it me. Should, it should be uncomfortable for every, you know, like that's yeah. awful, you know, like, yeah. mm, I'm so, so sorry, yeah. So how did, so, you know, once you, that was established or, or you, you, you'd worked out what was going off, even if you couldn't talk about it and it was uncomfortable to talk about it with your friends and, and, and sort of deal with it in a, 
in a productive way or a way that was moving forward. Um, how did the two of you create space for yourselves so, that, so the relationship could flourish in Beijing? Um, <laughs> that is that is a very difficult question. I'm Was still, it? I'm still trying to answer that question myself. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's still trying to answer that question myself. <laughs> or to add on to that, like, is there certain advice you would give to other couples? I'm sure you know there, there's other people, other couples like who are facing similar situations. Is there anything that really helped, or certain things that you and your partner would have to just communicate very well about to support each other through this situation? Is there any like advice, things that you know? Yeah, can help each other through this kind of situation. I think what I relied on the most is remembering why we were together in the first place, and why after a year, a year and a half of a relationship, we decided to move to a different country together and try and make it work. And that was because between the two of us, there were certain things that were understood. If he was my best friend, he still is my best friend.、Mm-hmm. Um, And we had had a wonderful friend, or we still do. We we had and have a wonderful friendship before and after the relationship. And I think for couples out there who might be going through that, I think it is important for you to dig back into the reasons why you are together, and what to remind yourself what you see when you look at the other person, because it. Definitely isn't race, unless of course you're one of those people who decided to have an Asian or an African or a white experience. Then, um, oh, I want to I want to ask you a little bit about that actually. Like just being in China or with interracial dating in general, are there certain stereotypes that you see here or like certain、uh, fetishes even that people are like, I want to, I just you know, I want that experience, that thing, and it's not even about that person and having a real genuine experience. Oh God, yes. Oh God, yes.、Um, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig into that. <laughs> do you mean like red flags? Do you like see us like there after an experience? Or... Oh yeah. Well, like even like well, I've had lots of friends tell me, you know, when they're swiping on Tinder, there's people who are like, you know, they have racial preferences. Preferences. Yes, and they're、yeah. like, I'm looking for this only, or like, you know, if you're not this, you know, I'm looking for this, like and that kind of thing.、Mm. There is. <laughs> um. Can I have some more wine? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to take a break. We're just going to keep going. Get some wine. Okay.、Um, so, I'm I'm just full of stories today.、Um, <laughs> Please, this、right. is your platform tonight, baby. So I have this wonderful. I I I I think it's very funny, but sometimes some of the things that he says are very problematic.、Um, this wonderful Chinese friend of mine. Um, and we had this conversation the other night, but I'll、mm. I'll, I'll tell the audience、um, that texts me every once in a while and goes,、oh, <laughs> you know the story, <laughs> and he's he's like, this is the sequence of his of his messages. He goes, hi, how are you doing? Are you um are you at work or how is work? And then he then the next message is, I want a big dick foreign top. Either that, or he, he doesn't care、that. how you're doing. Oh God, yeah. He's like, he's like yeah. I want, I want a black man with a big dick. I want to get destroyed, and I'm like, and then the next question is, do you know any? <laughs> in my mind, in in the eye of my mind, I'm like, how would I know that? Like, do I have like a little corridor somewhere? Where I'm like, if you want to be my friend, please. <laughs> drop a drop trowel. This way, I might be able to measure you, and I have like this record of. You have like a of, list. Yeah, just、know. a list of yeah. This is Nathan. Nathan has a big dick. <laughs> like, 
but I, I, I am on the system. But yeah, it is. Imagine like you like you know like you've got this office somewhere in like so like Soho, Beijing, like, and you've got a file of facts. Yeah. You smoking a cigar and like one of those visors. You're like, wait a minute. I don't know why, don't know why you're like from a nineteen twenty. You want to watch a big dick, huh? Let me look through my files. <laughs> How am I supposed to know that? You know, and I suppose like even even in that there is if if i choose to look under that hood i will i would think or i realize that this person has not only sexualized me and people who look like me but has also sexualized my own encounters with people who look like me because how else would i know that another black man has a big penis unless i have personally had encounters with it or pictures have been swapped or something has happened that has warranted my knowing this information unless of course we have been sexually involved in some way and you know just just the arbitrary nature of yeah you can, you can pass him on to me it's fine i need one it's 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 an acquisition but not one that you'll keep for a very long time and this is converse this is a conversation or this is language that is used a lot in the dating world here, I find. Um, and, you know, especially with um, Chinese people, like people that I've talked to, hearing experiences, the experiences of other people who basically say, yeah, I have this one person I'm, I'm seeing because they want to have a foreign experience or, <clears throat> you know, meeting someone and they brag about having had a black guy and it's like it's almost like like trophy hunting in a way mm. and it it makes it very difficult um again like like it makes it difficult to venture out of your own racial group and again it makes it very difficult for anyone to trust anyone else in the dating world or even just general hookups like what what sort of criteria you are you going by when you say you know um i'm going to have this one experience but after that i'm done it's almost like i just want to do lsd one time and then i'll move on yeah like yeah it's just like you don't want to be just another notch in somebody's bedpost just to fit that criteria or like you know it's objectifying you know and just like you're looking at that person as just a thing like like, i'm I'm all about (laughs) that makes me sound really bad i I would say (laughs) but i am i am all for random hookups you meet someone that you like there's chemistry go home shag your brains out that's fine however you won't be at a club looking and and sifting through people and going aha a black one i might take that one home with me today that to me is very oh it's 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 problematic to say the least um i think um I'm getting a vague memory here, but I think at university, right, I think there was a group of guys, there was a guy who, at a party once, he introduced um, this uh, concept of European bingo, because the UK oh is so God. close to, you know, you could easily Everything. go to Spain or France or whatever, whatever. you know, so he talked about having a, a bingo card that he made himself. Um, oh, it was and real, then it was to... just like an idea. It was like no, no, real. it wasn't an idea, no, yeah. no, he actually printed it on paper. <laughs> Um, and um, he was trying to get, you know, different nationalities. You know? In one night? Oh my God. No, not oh, in one okay. night. No, no, no. It was over like a, it was over like a like year a or something. Like a band tour? I guess, you know what I mean? I was just like, it was, I think that the, 
the appeal of it for him was like, you know, you don't plan to get it. It's just like if it if you come across, say, France, it's like, great, I want to fuck France. Okay. <laughs> Mark's face. I, I, no, I, know, I know girls who do that too. And like, they keep a list of like, oh, from this country, from this country, from this country. And I guess it's, it's like a country checklist, but it goes, I guess, yeah, it becomes like a checklist kind of thing. Um, I mean, I won't say that I'm not guilty of that because, especially like from back home, watching a lot of Spanish soap operas and like South American soap operas, you just have this weird idea about Latin based language speakers. And, you know, you hear about how the Italians are passionate and the French are this and the the Spanish are this and blah, blah. So you're kind of curious. But at the same time, even with that... Well, that's what I was going to say. There's like a level of curiosity. There's a level of curiosity. You're like, oh, I'm curious with this. But the thing about it is when you are... when when, um, (laughs) I'm not trying to set myself apart or us apart. But the approach there isn't... Now that I've done a French girl, that's it. I will never have another one ever again. That's an experience I've had. Now I'll mm, go back mm. to good old It disavows the bingo card. If you have it yeah. twice and it takes it off the, the spot. No, I'm just making it up now. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's it's not, not one just of those... a, like, oh, I've done that once. And yes. That's all I wanted. I wanted that and, once yeah, experience. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be one of those dirty little secrets. Because the way people talk about it here, it's like... Yeah, I had I. It, they speak about it in hushed tones. Like I had a black dude. Can you believe that? Um, it's not anything like that. You'll go. Yeah, I had I had an Italian dude, and mm, the stereotypes not very true. Uh, if you meet another one, obviously something will happen. But it's not like now that I'm, I've had Italian, moving on, French, moving on. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I understand that. I, I, I would say, though, my final thought on that is that I'm pretty sure that if I wasn't British, Rachel wouldn't be seeing me. <laughs> I think I'd just be, if I was like, you know... Is it an accent We've thing? gotten to I the think, secret of it. Yeah, yeah, I think, you yeah. know, the, the Americans' fascination with um, uh, uh, Britain, uh, I think that's uh, part you, of the you, you, you totally lean into eyes. it. I, hmm? Thank you. I thank think it was because of your big eyes. Thank you. Yeah, that's thank the first you. time, that's the first thing oh, I saw I when I saw oh, him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um uh, yeah, I actually I'm actually I've been lying this entire time. I'm not even British. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from America. Oh, no, wow. oh dear God. They're both <laughs> So we've started watching the crown recently. <laughs> I just told you this. But anyways, I'm just trying to like learn more about your culture. I'm learning about your culture, darling. Oh dear God. Don't you love it? Please stop her. Okay. I love you. Is it time for a break? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm horrible at accents, but I'm trying, you know? One tries. Yes, you are trying. <laughs> one fails, but one tries. I'll get better. I'll tell you guys next week how and I improved. You. <laughs> oh, my oh my God, I'm going to hate listening back to that. None of this is being cut. This is, you said it now. <laughs> we will take a break at this point. So refill your glasses uh, and we will be back soon. I don't see colors, I see penises. (laughs) (laughs) I'm recording now, so that's. Let's just start. Let's just start. Let's just start. Did you get that? Oh my god, I'm mortified. (laughs) We're we're back on. Welcome back, everybody. 
getting crazy, getting crazy. Um, so we talked a little bit about interracial dating, intercultural, yes. and your experiences. Yes. Also touched on some stereotypes, which we could just, you know, honestly. Go on forever. Yes. Yeah. But the other day, and we've also mentioned a few like fetish things and with associated with the stereotypes and yeah. racial dating and all of that. Yeah. Um, the other day you were telling us some really interesting things that you've learned and <laughs> discovered about in Beijing that oh I think um, some some China daters that just might be interested <laughs> in hearing about. I mean, I think there is a very <laughs> sort of niche <laughs> kink kink community in in Beijing. Um, and some of the ones I found particularly interesting. <laughs> and just a disclaimer, you know, I think we want to talk about kinks a little bit more in Date Night China. We haven't really had an episode about it, and we definitely are open to that. If you have any interesting stories or thoughts about it, please let us know. So that we and can shame you. No, no. That's the opposite. I was going to say we are open. We are not kink shaming. We, we don't want to kink shaming. shame. You can't shame my kink shaming. No. That's my kink. So you can't kink shame. Well, by God. No, he's, he's got you there. I don't he's know what to say there. now. Damn. Yeah, that is my kink. Damn. <laughs> Checkmate. Kinkception. I don't know what to do. Kinkception. Checkmate. Oh, okay. That well. is hilarious. I, I'm, I'm banking that one. Okay. <laughs> um, what were we saying again? <laughs> um, just some of the niche things that you've learned oh, about yeah. with that community oh, yeah. in Beijing. So the one that I found very interesting was just how much people are into the idea of white sneakers and white socks and you know that's a big thing in beijing it's a massive in in oh. the, the the gay community in, in beijing oh, yes okay. especially among um chinese people so you you will find that on dating apps people will reach out and they go you know are you into abc and every once in a while like i've i've i haven't experienced this myself so i i have to give this disclaimer but um People who have shared their experiences with me tell me, you know, you will be, someone will reach out to you and go, you know, I want you to walk around in Beijing in white socks and in and sneakers. And then I want you to come over and I can, I can sniff your socks and like, I can rub your feet all over my face and, oh, and, and that, I never that heard that with them socks off. and sneakers. I they, mean, I've heard that about like panties and things, you know, you wear it and, you know, people want to yeah, buy it I, or. There's something yeah. similar to that in Beijing, which is, um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel weird saying it, but um, stained white underwear. I'm not talking about like um, skid marks. I'm just oh. talking about like you like know peanut butter <laughs> jam. That is entirely unnecessary. Like gravy. <laughs> uh, no, something lighter than that. Um, so like you know that thing like if you're a dude and you, and you go to pee there's always that one drop and you just spend hours there shaking so apparently for people who are into that sort of thing you you just don't shake just you know put but it if back gentlemen, in if does that if that does happen that can be a sign of early testicular cancer so please check your junk that's my, my the only <laughs> serious comment P- that PSA I'm by the health is very important so sure is it weird that i just thought <laughs> Go on Tapo and look for check junk kits. <laughs> this is what happens it's, when you live in China for too long. It's like you think everything is going to be on Tapo. I think Dana China should uh, patent that. We should actually. That's how we make money, not through the podcast or events. Checking people. We junk. should. Yeah. <laughs> we should make test junk kits. Sell them for like a hundred RMB. That, that's an 
idea. Right? That's okay. an idea. That's you heard it here first. That's that's a market that yet that's yet to be cornered. Oh sure. yeah. Great. So but yeah, that's, that's a big one. Can yeah. I ask, I've got a few questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Um, Great. No, I wanted you to start with the third. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll move to the third one first. <laughs> Do they give you a route? It doesn't care where the, where you walk. You walk around Beijing. No, like, I want it, you to walk it's, it's apparently the same thing with with uh, piss play as well. Apparently, um, all of them are just just involve walking around and getting as as much of mm. your juices into fabric and you know loaded up in yourself as possible and then share them with this individual. Wow. That sounds very scientific. Mm. I just, it, it just sounded, it sounded very, very vague. <laughs> it did. It sounds like, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. I'm, I'm writing my thesis. This individual, said individual. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, I find it fascinating. I find it very fascinating. I try to find, um, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day, and, and I was like, I really don't, um, not that I'm king shaming, but you know, like when we think of certain, um, fetishes and, and trying to figure out their roots like for example piss play that's that's kind of understandable in a way because it's from your body it's warm it's it's another bodily um like release yeah, yeah 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 like it's up there with with cum and and puss juice and all that stuff can i say this on this podcast totally yeah. dear god i hope my mother will never hear this um <laughs> <laughs> mommy i'm sorry if you ever do um so that i get um, and obviously the extreme, which is two girls, one cup territory. We're not going there anyway. Um, I haven't thought about that video in ages. I remember in high school, that was the big thing, like, pass have around. Seen it? Yeah, I have. Every, I think everyone I have. in the world has yeah, at this point. If you have WhatsApp, If you haven't, it. search it, Google yeah. it now. Yeah. It was popular yeah. on YouTube, like, uh, what, what, I don't know, 10, it was 10 on years YouTube? ago. Yeah, that's how I watched it. My, my friends, were, <laughs> when I, I think I first saw it in maybe... I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. must have been either 2000... I think it was like 2006, 2007, the first time I saw it. And uh, my friends didn't watch it with me. They watched uh, the, the, yeah, the, the doorway. Reaction. They watched the doorway. I'm like, are you not going to watch this with me? And they're like, no, no, we're just going to watch you watch it. And I'm like, okay, because it sounds pretty hot. Two girls, one cup. I'm going to watch it. And then I watched it. It was just like, just horror. It's like, oh my oh. God. I remember watching it the first time. And I, I don't think I made it past <laughs> like 15 seconds because I just needed to puke so bad. It was mm. I couldn't. <laughs> Like you know, to each their own, but oh no, 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 no. So you see it, you see a, 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 a I see bio, a correlation there. But you see a bio with uh, white socks. Yeah. So what do you do with with the thing? With, the way my friend put it was in a culture that is steeped in humility and um. I'm losing my words, but you understand what I mean? Like a lot of people have their heads down and especially if you're in, uh, you're a gay man or you're a gay boy growing up, but you don't want to show that you have certain attractions to certain people, you will constantly be looking down at people's feet and that indirectly connects to certain pleasure centers. Like there are certain things that connect from our um, formative experiences that lend to our kinks. Oh wow! You know, um, so that made a lot of sense, especially. Yeah. And if you think about places where men are most intimate with each other, it would be in locker rooms, changing rooms, 
before or after a sports activity, especially if you're in school? And what do these kids, teenagers, adults wear? Socks and sneakers. Wow. I would love to learn more about that. That's very, I'm sure there are like, papers written on it. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sure there are papers very, written on like, it. But it, yeah, yeah that, interesting. And that was an interesting correlation. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Yeah. And then um, a big, big one here as well is humiliation. Um, mm. That mostly involves dominant foreigners with submissive Chinese people. I don't want to unpack that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, stuff, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I feel I like know. I need to have a PhD in in sociology or something like that to be able to unpack that. But yeah, let's leave it at that. Ooh, let's find somebody to talk about that though. <laughs> That's really. Oh, I'm wow. sure you'd be able to find a lot of people who studied. Yeah, this. Yeah, I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then and then and then and then somebody does an article. DNC gets shut down. We're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord! I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a way we could talk. You about can it. think about it in terms of power structures. I, that's the way I choose to think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to say something, but I won't because I'm not a professional in this. So let's let's. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to um there's to a lot think to about unpack. with those subjects, and also yeah, like I don't I don't fully understand it, and so. Um, so anyways, we have discussed a lot of different things with this episode. Mark, it has been great having you on. Thank you so much for sharing about your experiences dating, interculturally, and racially here in China. Absolutely. Let's discuss a few just takeaways from this episode. Any final thoughts you guys have, Mark? Um, I think my final thought and my biggest takeaway from my experiences here in China is that people's humanity gets lost within or in the context of racial thought and by people constantly holding each other and holding themselves to certain racial stereotypes and certain racial expectations they deny their own humanity and also deny other people their own humanity when you see a couple your first reaction should be these are two people who are together in as much as they might be different, you do not know just how much they have been able to surmount their differences. Because clearly, if people are together, they have more in common than they have um, separ- uh, differentiating the two of them. And the race, the color on top is just social dressing. And yes, I'm not um, discounting the fact that race and color play a major, major part in how all of us experience life both at home and abroad however in the context of loving relationships where you see that these people are truly into each other please do not be the one to sow the seed of discord because you might have certain racial prejudices or certain racial experiences that would lead you to color how you might see someone else's relationship because no matter what happens a relationship is between two people. Unless they decide to let someone else in, then that's their business. No, Mark, I think you said it just very well and just based on your experiences. And I think people just need to be more open-minded and aware of like, hey, even if, you know, even if, 
people in your friend circle, if you're in a friend circle and you don't really fully understand, you're like looking at your friend's relationship and if you unpack yourself and you're like, I'm making these biases and these prejudices not based on this, not, I didn't even try to get to know this person. Mm -hmm. I'm unpack. I'm just basing it off of just something I don't like because they don't fit in because of our culture or race. Like you need to uh, unpack that yourself and educate yourself and, and, and talk. I mean, yeah, do the work to, to, you know, push that's on you. That's not for your friend to figure out and for their partner to figure out that's totally on you. So you, you need to get over that shit because that's not okay. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, like if I can piggyback on what you just said, I think even just without even taking that hard line, rather than making statements and making assumptions, lead with a question. Because ultimately, no matter how you know, um, a surface level at surface level, no matter how similar our experiences might appear to be. They're not one and the same. They're not cut from the same cloth. Lead with a question. Ask this person, what is your experience dating this person? If listening to your friend talking about their interracial, intercultural relationship, you hear certain um, red flags, uh, please feel free to, (laughs) you know, please feel free to then um, proactively discourage this relationship. Because yes, there are very many people who, fall into this trap of I'm dating someone out, outside of my race or outside of my culture, therefore anything goes. That's also not what we're advocating here. But if you're truly a caring friend, lead with a question. Yeah. Listen, listen more than speak, hear for yourself, and then make your own judgment. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks again, Mark, for getting in, like, wait, let me start again. (laughs) Um, Thank you again, Mark, for joining us tonight and just sharing your experiences and thoughts. Um, And thanks again, China Daters, for listening into the episode this week. Join the Date Night China, my gosh, join the Date Night China community through our podcasts and events and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. You can follow our official WeChat account by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capitals on WeChat. Also, if you have a story you want to share or you want to join our WeChat group, you can add me on WeChat, Rachel Weiss 22. Or you can add me, Nathan Williams, at Nathan Williams. <laughs> Great. Very original. I'm, I'm a simple man. <laughs> Um, (laughs) thanks for listening this week guys and we'll catch you next time Bye. Bye. bye